0: I'm a go getter. It's the Go Getter Podcast with Jay Black. His goal is to inspire you to become the best version of yourself. Success is the only option. Go getter is all about mindset. My mindset is since I'm here, why not be the greatest ever? And it's a win win situation. Let's say I become the greatest ever. I'll become one of the greats, but it forces me to grind the greatness every day. And if you want to win that life, you got to grind the greatness every day. You deserve to live your best life. The world can sleep on you, but just make sure you don't sleep on you. So I love and believe in you, and I want to take you to that next level. Put your seatbelt on. What up, world? Yeah! It's your boy, J. Black. Every day I'm grinding the greatness. I'm a Goal getter Let's get straight to it. I'm excited. Yeah! Now, the guests I got in the building today, got them three words coming again. I'm excited. Yeah! Now, first up, before I get into my guests, I got to welcome you to Go-Getter Podcast with Jay Black. I know I got some new listeners and viewers out there. Go-Getter. What's a Goal getter I'm glad you asked. Goal-getter sums up my message, my logo. One finger to the brain, one to the sky. So all I'm saying is with the right mindset, you go to the top. I put the red check next to the brain because everything starts with the mind and it takes blood, sweat, and tears to achieve goals. You're a goal-getter, I'm a goal-getter. Success is the only option. Let me break it down even further, see? A goal-getter grinds to greatness every day, aims to be the best version of themselves every day, understands that adversity... Is a part of the journey to success. So we embrace it. We never give up. Success is the only option. My guest in the building today, everything about him says success is the only option. Now I also gotta shout out my mentor program, Go Get It Academy. I actually got one of my young kings, Trey Sean, sitting there right. today hanging with me. But um with Go Get an Academy, you know, we focus on mental health, you know, entrepreneurship, goal setting, leadership development, community service. Um, I think it's very, very important to understand that in order for us to change the narrative in our community, we got to be the change. So we got to instill winning principles right. into our youth, young. Yes, so I definitely want to shout out my Young Queens and Young Kings of Go Get It Academy. Um, unfortunately, my Young Kings took an L to the Young Queens. So we had a pizza party and we made a little petty video. And Young Kings is pissed. But they said, Trey Shawn said he's going to bounce back this week. So definitely shout out to the Young Kings and Young Queens of Go Get It Academy. Now, also got to make sure you understand this. Go get an academy has secured the Sponsor that's going to send me to actually 100 schools free of charge. Let me say it again. We secured a sponsor that's going to send me to 100, skew, 100 schools free of charge. So make sure you tap in with me. You know, um, actually already I got New York reaching out, Pittsburgh, you know, Detroit. So some things are on the table. But definitely I want to make sure in my hometown that y'all definitely reach out to me, Akron, Ohio. So um, I definitely want to, on this journey, I'm calling it the Success is the Only Option school tour. So I just told you before, my mentoring program, it's the same thing, period. As far as I feel with the world, we got to instill winning principles to our youth to change the narrative in the community. So me as a motivational speaker, I'm very passionate about spreading that light, my message to the world. So let's get into my guest. So Minister Stephen Muhammad is a local representative of the Honorable... Minister Louis Farrakhan, and the Nation of Islam. Yes, sir. He attended Winston-Salem State University, where he received a bachelor's degree in psychology. In 1990, he returned home and was employed with the Summit County Jail. It was during Mm -hmm. his tenure there that he made the decision to serve in the Nation of Islam and dedicated his life to improving the condition of the black community and the poor and disenfranchised in Akron, Ohio. Yes, sir. Now, in 1994, he became minister of the local Muhammad Mosque, has served in that capacity for 26 years. So my first question, I want to dive into this. I want to press the rewind button. Okay, I want to go back to 1990. Okay, so you were at the Summer County Jail, employed there. What specifically happened that made you say, you know what, I want to join the Nation of Islam?
1: I was already um, a member of the Nation of Islam, having heard the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in 1988. Okay. Still a student at Winston-Salem State. The irony here, Brother Jay, is that the minister had attended Winston-Salem State for three years. Oh. Of course, it was, at that time, it was called Winston-Salem Teachers College. Okay. He left early because his wife had become pregnant. He needed to get money, so he never finished. Um, I didn't know anything about that. I had never heard of Farrakhan, none of that um, specifics about the NOI, um, but rap music was conscious at that time. Right. Hip-hop, we'll say. Rap is something a little different, which we may be able to get into as we get into the book. But to cut to the chase, when I heard uh, Jesse Jackson had ran for president in 1984, right. he came back again thinking of running in 88. And I'm in the language lab on the campus, and the brother who ran the language lab, his name was Ray, he was one of the uh, student ministers in, in Winston-Salem at that time. So I'm looking at Jesse on the screen. I said, well, who was that dude behind Jesse. He said, that's Minister Farrakhan. I said, who was that? He said, you don't know who Farrakhan is? I said, no, sir. Uh, He gave me a tape. And um, the tape was called Jesus in Your Midst. And I took that tape home and listened to it. I understood some of what he was saying. Other parts went over my head. But I was intrigued. And from that moment on, began to uh, explore further, went to the mosque a few times, um, started having to make some tough decisions, man, uh, to change my life. You know, I was, of course, drinking, never smoked. But drinking and fornication were two of the big things that we struggle with, man. Can I let this stuff go? Yeah. I'm at a black college where women outnumber us 11 to 1. Mm. So this is a challenge, right? Right. Long story short, I ended up successfully completing that initial um, initiation, you might call it, or just a gut check time. As you just mentioned, you don't get to a goal without having to get on the cross first. That cross could represent some kind of suffering. That's right. And um, once you uh, achieve that, then here comes your crown. So we went through many different challenges and it's been a lot of ups and downs along the way, as as you can imagine. I know the work that you've done and have been doing We awarded you at the mosque for when you were uh, early on in your work. And you've you've done nothing but grow and develop ever since that time. And, of course, working with young people, in my opinion, is the option right now. There's no other thing we should be focusing on because all of the targets are on their back. Right. And we get after that in the book. We believe this is the chosen generation, that God has chosen this generation. And if you've noticed, and I know you've been watching this, the subtle attack to remove God from the consciousness of not just the masses of the population, but specifically our young people, right? And to me, once I throw that part of me away, then I'm throwing away my divine inheritance. We get after that in the book also. But yeah, so that's how I got in, big brother.
0: Okay, something I want to, you know, bio, I know this really uh, hit me. You said... uh Love is not an emotion, it's an action. You choose to be in the streets among the people, opposed to being in lofty places. Yeah, I think that's something I'm big on. We talked before, like actually, we was in the streets, we was talking, you know, as yes, um, far as you got to be actually in there, active in the streets to really make a difference, opposed to it's cool, these council meetings and stuff like that, but people are scared to actually be in the streets. People are scared of our own people, actually. They are. But one thing about you, every time I see you, you in the streets. So, let's talk about that that statement, because I, I was like, "Ooh, that hit me hard." When you said, "I read
1: that," the highways and byways, man, that's where the master was. He's the example, right? You don't find him in the synagogues and in the cathedrals hardly at all. Uh, at that time, it was synagogues because the what we come to know now as Christianity had not been developed yet. So you, he, he would pop in, but his goal—he was in the streets, man, with the little man with the impotent man. He was in the streets with the youth. Anytime the master would be encouraged by the presence of young people, he would stop what he was doing and attend to them, right? So again, he's the model. So my thing is, okay, so what's that about? Because by my estimation, the adults have hardened to some extent. And I'm 54 years old. Uh, just had a birthday uh, a week ago today.
0: Okay, happy birthday, happy
1: birthday. Yes, sir. Well, you know, on our birthdays, we tend to give our mothers a shout out because okay. I didn't do anything; right. she did <laughs> the work. We give people gifts, but come on, I, you didn't do anything. You know, your mom went through fainting and pain to get you. I want
0: to jump in right there because you know what? I didn't realize my level of respect for women. I'm tell you the story how I really seen that. So my my yes, my sir. guy. Um, he was the, one of the first one of my friends that had a kid, so his, his girl's pregnant. He's about to go into the room. I'm like, man, good luck, you know? He like, uh, no, come grab a leg. I'm like, what well, you grab a leg? <laughs> So, oh. <laughs> for me, that's, actually, that's my first time. I was like, maybe like 23 reps to see that baby come out. Yeah. So my, love for, my respect level for women just went straight up the Oh, air. yes, sir, bro. I'm yes, like, when well, you see that, it just changed everything. I'm like, man. Yes. And I thought, I, I thank God that I was born a man. Because <laughs> yes. they, they are very strong. You know, that's a whole different level of strength. We don't understand that. And someone yes, want I know that you're going to go into is something we think about. I think like even... Is, 'Cause with me, I, I came in a single parent household, but women have to be so strong and overall. I think in my generation we're starting to change the narrative. But so many of my friends, single parent household just with the mother, and the mother had to play both roles. And a lot of times um men were not being responsible or just choosing to live a certain life that's gonna end up in prison or um they call it doing what they gotta do. Right. I think keeping um, it real and all Yeah, you know, that stuff. Yes, with, sir. Yeah, which is <laughs> which is fake. You know what I'm saying? As you get older you see what real, real, real is. But um yes, sir. I want you to touch cause your title let's, t- let's go to this title. He titled the book, "The Losing of a Chosen Generation: Black Lives Matter." But
1: to whom?" Yes Why ma'am. did you decide to drop this book now? We had been building this series of articles for several years, and we had been some of them appeared in the local newspaper, The Reporter, and others were published on our website. And then my wife said, "Well, you know, after she finally read the articles, <laughs> she said, well, this is not bad. You might want to consider uh, a book form. Uh, And that format was familiar to us because several of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's books were compilations of lectures that he had put together as well as Minister Farrakhan's Back Where We Belong and a few others. So I said, well, that that might work. Let me go back and look at the articles again because many of them were tailored for local readers. Akron, uh, the general Akron area. So we had to um, do some uh, editing, but that's how it started. And then, of course, when our sister was killed, Nakia Crawford, when she was killed down on Howard Street, Ben Benjamin Crump, the famous attorney, came to Akron when they thought it was a white male who had done the shooting. Right. So that fit the narrative that we like to talk about. We don't like talking about us killing, us us. killing shit. <laughs> and you just talked about that in your opening. Mm-hmm. You know, the the work we have to do is within. And um so what we did was we went down, we took a picture of the um, like the site has been it's, 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 it's almost memorialized with the candles and they painted the street and all of that. Because the Black Lives Matter movement was just starting to explode after the killing of George Floyd, which of course now the trial is going on for him. And that's how we closed the book out with his last words. But that was, so when we say Black Lives Matter, but to whom, the irony there is as soon as it was learned that three black youth, three black males, one of them 17, were allegedly guilty of the shooting, all the clamor went away. Right. Benjamin got, got, Crump got on the plane, took off. I'm thinking that was the time you could have used your celebrity, sir, to highlight and inspire us to finally take a look at well, what's going on with us, right. because we kill ourselves at 20 times the rate that um, a white police officer or some white supremacist would do it. So that's the bigger issue to me. And we I also agree. highlight the fact, beloved, that until we do that, we'll never get respect. Well, no one will take you seriously if you're not doing. It's like me telling you, America, you know, fix your issues and I go home and beat my wife. Right. Right. I'm a hypocrite. Uh, I'm not willing to look into my own self and see what's going on with me and what do I need to do to become better? I
0: think right there is very important that we got to be the change that we want to see in our community. Yes. And one thing I think that's powerful with you, and I would definitely want to make sure you shout this out because I don't don't want you to get in trouble. But I want to highlight this. You've been married for over 27 years. You've been blessed with five children. So I think it's a good time. You should definitely shout out your wife, you know, because we just talked about. That's right. About, yeah,
1: it's going, going to make right. that happen. Sister Satya, she's out there somewhere watching, I'm, I'm sure. She'll see the recording because we'll definitely be sharing this on the social media page. She has a pretty big following. Damn. But when I look at my life, big brother, I don't, there's nothing that I wanted. And I don't know how many people that can say this. I know you're one of them who can bear me witness. There's nothing that I wanted from this life that the God has not blessed me with. If I died tonight, I would be cool with that because we live for specific reasons. And once those are accomplished, I'm I'm just interested in hanging around, right? I do wanna see grandchildren, so I wanna be present for that. But the principle being, the things that I was birthed into the world to do, I can say to the God, I'm well pleased. And hopefully he can say back, you know, and I'm well pleased. And that's the win-win. So, and a lot of that's because of her. You mentioned the whole birthing piece. Our first child died. We believe he was killed uh, in the hospital. Late late in the pregnancy, she says something don't feel right. This is our very first one. It's a boy, right? So we're excited. I'm hyped about that. We had named him and everything. And later on, uh, around the 36th week, she says something's not right. We went to the hospital. They said, well, he has some fluid around his um, lungs and his heart. We need to go in as an experimental procedure and drain the fluid out. And in so doing, they ruptured his heart and killed the little brother, right? Uh, So our next, so that we were told at that time, and this is a practice with most medical professionals when it comes to us, you shouldn't try for any more children. We're discouraged. They almost had us, brother. I almost was ready to say, yep, this could happen again. We don't want to run that risk, put her through all that and everything. But then I said, no, the scriptures are clear that God says I give life and I cause death. Mm. So our next son, our next child, rather, which was another son, Sadiq, the whole pregnancy, we were on pins and needles. And when it's time to deliver, we went to Dr. Harper. I know people have heard things about him, but with us, he was stellar. And I credit him as a big part of why our son was here, because he saw the damage that was done to my wife with that last procedure when they had gone in to take our son out. And he cut all that scar tissue out. But watching him go into the operating room, that's when that's when it hit me. This is a major deal. This is major surgery. We take it for granted that, oh, you go in, you, you give birth, and then we live happily ever after. But it's a major event. Right. And women have died giving birth to our children. Right. So that's when I began to see my wife very differently. And she's been 100% supportive uh, all the way along the way. She's taken a whole lot. If you can only imagine what wives of, of ministers go through and all of this. And me always being gone, working in the community, never being home. You know, I'm trying to work on some of that now. But, um, you know, she's been an absolute uh, blessing and a gem for me. And um, so there's nothing that she wants that I ain't willing to to try to provide her with.
0: Right. And I think they say with the right woman by your side, you can't lose. And I know my guy, I want to shout out my guy, T. Vicks, my engineer, the man that wears many hats, you know, him and his wife. Let me say that again. Him and his wife just released the first um, hip hop album from a, a husband and wife entitled Zamunda. But um, T Vix actually has a show on Facebook that has, has episodes with over a million views. Tap in with T Vix and Miss Dean. Um, cool. He runs a hip hop label. He has a runs a recording studio. So he's definitely an entrepreneur. And he's building an empire with his wife. You know, so that powerful component for us black men in the room even today. Having a wife is just powerful. Yes, bro. And that's something that we need to make cool again in our community to yes, be married. Sir. You know, so um, I think that's definitely powerful. Um, this is the goal of a podcast with Jay Black. So I definitely got to ask you this question. You know, how important are goals to you?
1: Goals are huge. In fact, I took a goal setting course when I was in college. Dr. Lacey Hall. May God be pleased with him. White dude. Everybody wanted his class because he was real cool. And he would give you an A if you just came to the class. Mm. So that was an extra added bonus. (laughs) Right. But in the goal setting class, he made it clear that if you don't speak it out loud, if you don't write it down, then you don't take it seriously. Mm. We know one of the principles in the Quran is a a word entitled Khalifa, which means one who takes God's own place. And the science behind that is we are birthed with with uh, abilities, God divine skills and gifts that we oftentimes never employ because we don't even. I don't want to even consider that I have any that any of that in me. As a black person, especially, our esteem is usually so low. I only think I can play basketball, football, I can run fast, or I'm gonna go out and make a a rap record and get paid, or I'm gonna sell dope. And that's the narrative of how you get out of the quote unquote hood. Right. But the real truth is the moment you decide to to do something, you begin at that moment to organize and attract the resources that make that thing happen. You mentioned going through struggle. The Quran and Bible are clear that struggle is ordained. It's a law universally. It actually causes us. To look and seek God's face, and then we get the the added gift or boost that we need to finish the goal. As men, we like to do things completely without any help, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a man, I got this, whatever that means. But the real truth is we all need assistance and help. That's right. Team building is critical. Right. And if I'm willing to accept that, then I'll I'll end up having more success in all of my endeavors. And even this last piece, and we'll move on, you mentioned the wives, the female component and the strength that she has that we oftentimes don't recognize it as strength because we measure strength how men measure strength, man, physical prowess and the ability to dominate and all that. But she has a quiet, passive strength that actually complements what we do. And if we if we miss that, then we end up editing out most of the things that can come to us in this life, man, just by adding her to the component and respecting her contribution.
0: And one thing you said I definitely want to highlight, even with me, you know, um, I'm big in as far as me being massively successful as a motivational brand. We talked about options as far as the, the box that we put ourselves in. It's not so much it's actually inherited because that's what we're always shown as far as ways to make it out mm-hmm. of the hood. And it's something I share with Go Get it Academy. Like I actually made a deal with them, and it's more about the goal opposed to the money. But I'm like a hundred thousand in the hole because I told them I want to become a millionaire by a certain time. But I want to show them that you can become a you can be a motivational speaker and become a millionaire. Just would you a, whatever goal. I just want to show them that I could have this goal. It could be something outside the norm and actually be successful. But it's all about you making a decision and committing to the process. And you talked about far as us being born with certain gifts, having greatness in us. A lot of us don't like to tap into that greatness on a consistent basis to give it time to actually fully develop and shine. Yes. Everybody yes. just want to shine. Everybody want to put everything in the microwave. They want to put it in the oven. You know, but greatness yes, takes sir. time. So I yes, think sir. even with me, with my movement, you know, all the, all the seeds I got planted, um, it's vital that um, when you make something bigger than you, it's easier to stay motivated and, and, and stay consistent. You know, so I think that that's very important. That's very important for us with me and that I'm going to continue to do. Y'all see it right now in the Goal Getter Podcast with Jay Black. I, sh- I shared a goal with y'all that will definitely come to light, you know, but um, it's way bigger than the material goal. It's about the goal just to show what's possible if you really put your mind to it and you really be relentless as far as your grind every single day. Like I eat, sleep, breathe Goal Getter. It doesn't, it's a mindset. It's a way of life. So. I want to ask you this, as far as your goal, as far as the community, you know, actually I've seen um, something that's powerful that you have as far as community conversations.
1: Yes, sir. You know,
0: so with that, that's um, something I'm pretty sure you're going to continue to do. But as far as, where, what, are, what are your goals like for the next five years for the community?
1: Well, you know, when you talk about goals for the community, and as you referenced earlier, when I'm doing things that are bigger than me, one thing I've learned is that keeping God at the center is... The beginning, middle, and end of it all. Because the community is a living, breathing entity. Right. Right. So for me, I have to get inspired first before I do anything. What do I believe God wants in this scenario and what's my role in it? When we started doing the community conversations and the peace talks, that was to give young people, going back to how we started, some platform to speak to what they were Struggling with as young folks And what I found was that black males in particular I see Trey, Trey Sean is over here Catching a, a, a right. wink or two But, but, but this illustrates the point even when, we, when we got the mic to the young brothers They didn't have The verbiage necessary to say What was happening in their mood And in their thinking right. So I said okay so they need some assistance to do that Because I know it's in there They can rap very well right? So we tried to help them see, well, you can communicate very effectively when it's in this specific context. But when it's in a conversation, you start to be at somewhat of a loss. So we tried to create an atmosphere and a way for them to do that using several prompts. And they were effective. And right now what's happening is we talk about the goals for the next five years. If we don't do something right now as it relates to gun violence, then we're going to lose this generation. Right. Akron had double the amount of murders last year and during a pandemic. And that just, I mean, that to me says it's bad enough if you are losing 25 or 30. But when you double that, then we're talking now that not just has an individual died, but most of these young brothers had children, you know, who now have to grow up and they're in that same pattern. And knowing that my father was murdered and the person who did the killing, he's in prison for murder. So now that's the narrative that I'm looking at as far as what my stock is. And if we don't work to redefine that, your stock is not that you are that you came from a murderer or that you were, you were so poor in the eyesight of God that your father was taken from you in a violent way. Um but getting the guns off the street is number 1 in the mental health community. They have an, an initiative called CARF where they they found out and realized if we can get Gun accessibility down Then when I'm in the mood To kill myself or take a life If I can't get to the gun That may be enough time for me To get out of that mode Access my thinking brain And then see that Well life might really be worth living Which is all we have to get to We talk about the depression in the youth in the book Using um, um, The uh, Wu-Tang Clan's cream As they talked about Smoking cess and using that as a medication, you know, loud, the loud brand of marijuana is very popular right now because young people are going through, I believe as a collective, a severe case of depression. Right. So um, to address that, you can't just say, stop the guns. We have to get to what's behind it. So we're trying to build uh, the team that you mentioned earlier, uh, asking those who are in the spiritual community, man, whether they are Christian, Muslim, Jew, or uh, agnostic or just, you know, I believe in the universe or truth, whatever you believe, this is a collective issue that should have our full attention. Right. Black Lives Matter, but to whom? If black males aren't, or black folks aren't seen as having any real value, this is not a critical issue that I want to deal with. So the mayor police chief has said, you know, well, we don't want to stop the bleeding, which means you know how these guns are getting in. If you don't know, you should know. Right. You can find Saddam Hussein in a hole in Iraq. Then certainly you can figure out where Junebug and Pookie are getting high-powered assault rifles from. Doctor. So do your job. Son, we pay you for that. Right. right. So I don't expect them to, but we want to let them know that that's what we're putting on you. But we have an obligation there. So we started the street codes, brother. You might have seen some of the posts. We were asking young men who had been to jail for murder, survived it, and came home. We asked some of the OGs. We asked some of the 30 somethings because they're right in the middle. And we asked some of those who are still deeply engaged in street activity what do you believe is critical that would govern this behavior so we won't just be acting randomly and shooting at each other recklessly, killing innocent people in the process? I thought we would get, we were shooting for 10. Codes. We ended up getting five. And again, we found out that when we asked those young men and those middle aged men and the OGs, many of them struggled to quantify what their experiences were. They couldn't really tell you specifically this needs to happen. So we said, well, let's look at the mafia's model because they have rules of engagement, right? And they have untouchables and they meet periodically to discuss the activity going on in their uh, environment. So the goal right now is to, number one, get the street codes to a place where it's entertained by young people. We have to be their consciousness, so to speak, because they're not able to think on the level that those of us that have been through the cycles are able to think on. And when you talk to them in private, Brother Jamar, they'll tell you, I don't want to die. And I really don't want to kill nobody. But since he's strapped, I have to be strapped, right? And if you carry, you're seven times more likely to be killed. If you carry, you're seven times more likely to be shot, rather. So you're not, it gives you a false sense of security. Because if I carry, I think I'm safe, so I'm going to be places that I that I really shouldn't be. Um, and therein comes the unwanted, man. Um, so again, back to the cover, you know, when our sister gets killed, it's a case of mistaken identity, and then, um, you know, uh, we have to go to the graveyard and bury her, and she's at the front end of her life. And it just leaves a lot of scarring on our community, man. So when we try to bring God back into the, to the equation, people think, they, they, this is what we hear a lot. If there's a God out here, then why he letting all this happen, right?
0: <laughs> right. That's, that's that's a common common question. But One thing people understand with that, just like God is real, the devil is real, too. So, and a lot of people like um i think I think they just don't fully grasp and understand that, and like you said, as far as the, um being strapped, when you feel that's a sense of uh safety, you're gonna be put yourself in a- situ- situation you shouldn't be in, yes, that man. opens the door for a lot of situations yes, and then you talked you talked about as far as um young people not being really uh able to articulate certain things and having the consciousness to understand fully what's going on and what they're doing. Yeah, so, and that is, it creates a cycle. So I think them codes are powerful. And I think this book is definitely needed, and I think you definitely, uh, let the people know how they can get the book and where they can get it and your social media information.
1: Yes, sir, you can find us. Um, the book is on all platforms, but the one we prefer is Muhammad Serves Akron, all one word, Muhammad, dot org. That's where we prefer that you order the book from because we can control that from the bottom to the top. Okay. The book was um, uh, also on Lulu, Google, Amazon, and there's several other platforms that I don't even, I'm not even familiar with that uh, the book was available. And I'm like, well, how did it get over here? And I learned something, Brother Jay. When you release something, and you probably already knew this, you, you lose some degree of control over where it goes and, 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 and who does what with it. Uh, which, you know, again, I keep God at the center, so I say, okay, so if these things were allowed to happen, there's some parts about it, of course, that I won't be able to to control or manage. But um, as much as we're able to, we want you to go to the MohammedServesAkron.org to order the book, and um, we'll see to it that it gets out on a timely fashion. And, um, of course, you can find it on our our my specific Facebook page, which is Original Man 037, that's the, that's the uh, search key uh, title, as well as um, the mosque has a, web, has a Facebook page as well. Okay.
0: Okay, great, great, great. So I hope you enjoyed the Go Get a Podcast with Jay Black. Once again, this book is definitely a must read, and it's titled The Losing of a Chosen Generation, Black Lives Matter, But to Whom? So... I love and believe in you. And one thing I want to make you understand is that something he said, he said, you know what, if I died today, I, I'd be happy, you know, but I think that comes with purpose. One of the actual quotes you see at the bottom of all the podcast flyers, I said, goals bring purpose and purpose change lives. He's been serving for a long time. So he feels complete, you know, so when you're actually that the ultimate high is actually walking in your purpose. And at this point, I'm That's running in my purpose. So I definitely encourage you to think about, you know, what you're passionate about, what makes your soul smile. And I'm telling you, you'll you'll feel fulfilled and you'll be easy for you to wake up every day and be excited every single day. People ask, how are you so excited every day? Purpose. Purpose is why I'm so excited every day. So I love and believe in you. And always remember, always remember, always remember. Only person that can stop you is you. It's the Go Get a Podcast with Jay Black. Stay excited and stay connected. www.jblackinspires.com.